0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Zeidenberg, breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room podcast. Come on inside the college football film room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry. From LandryFootball.com, I'm Scott Seidenberg, welcoming you all who are watching across the Twitch channels and wherever you get your podcasts from, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry. Football is where you want to be. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Chris Landry. And Chris, there's no shortage of topics when it comes to football, especially now when we are just gearing up and getting ready for the start of training camps and practices. Absolutely. There there's, it's going
1: to be real interesting how everybody handles this, uh, on an individual basis, case by case basis, but as they're flare ups, do you shut it down? We've, we've seen th- that happen. Are you going to be prepared to do that in two or three weeks? Um, going to be interesting to see. Obviously we've had some decisions made by the PAC 12 and the big, um, uh, the, the big 10 already, uh, we're probably going to hear from the SEC by weeks end. At least that's that's what I'm hearing is that by weeks end they're going to have some decision, subject to change depending upon the health environment. The Big 12 is a leaning towards a conference only schedule, which would make some out of conference games, you know, uh, in flux right now. And the ACC is kind of leaning towards, you know, kicking the can down the road just a little bit longer to see. We'll see how all of that shapes up here, but we're, Scott, we're running out of time. We can no longer say, well, what's going to happen right now. They're going to have to announce quickly what is going to happen. And if they don't do it, then the presumptive answer is you're not going to be able to start on time. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about some schools like in the big 12 that are maybe looking at some
0: scheduling things that might, be creative to create some opening dates. Well, the biggest story this week, Chris, was Michigan State quarantining their entire football team after 16 athletes and four staffers tested positive for coronavirus. The school tested 122 athletes last week, as well as several staff members, both on and off campus. And these were the results. So although the numbers are small compared to the amount of people that they tested. It's still a growing concern for not just their program, but for the entirety of the college football season. I mean,
1: how is this not going to perpetuate itself most places? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious if you're going to do testing and you're, you know, you're, you're not going to be in a bubble. You're going to have positive tests. I think the worst thing in the world is if we go forward with a season and then shut it down, I mean, You know, I I don't know what the plan is. And everybody that I talk with is like, well, we're not sure. Have you heard? And it's like, what is the plan when this happens? With what happened to Michigan State this week? What happens when that happens a few weeks from now? And as you're getting ready for your first game of the year, those are things that concern me the most.
0: Well, of course they concern you, and they concern fans as well because the fans just look at it and see the doomsday scenario, right? They they don't want to see this and say, well, it's going to be okay and and we're going to have college football. It seems like everybody – And I know that Kyle Brandt of the NFL Network got in trouble for saying something like this, but it does seem like all the reporting is about the negative side of this rather than the positive side of this. Right. So the stories are, what's the future of college football? Will the Big Ten's already doing conference only? Well, now are we going to have to cancel it or all the conferences going to have to go college conference only? I don't want to hear about the doomsday scenarios. I want to hear about what the schools are going to do in order to make sure that we do have a football season this fall and it doesn't get pushed back. We already know that the NCAA has granted permission for all of the major programs to begin their season on August 29th. There were already games that were scheduled for August 29th, but now with non-conference games being canceled, the NCAA is permitting these schools to open up their schedules earlier. That's got to help get this done. It does, does. and
1: And here's what is is also factoring factoring into that. By By moving moving a game up to that date in August, August, it creates a potential window for you, an extra open date. So if you get positive tests at some point in the season – and you got to sit guys out for 14 games you have some leeway to do it so uh, i think that's that's part of the reason why yet like oklahoma moving their game with missouri state on on august 29th um is that going to stick if they go to
0: conference only it wouldn't it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out Nick says LSU, baby. (laughs) Thanks for the comment, Nick. There you go. uh, Go Tigers fan. And we got to remember to
1: tell our folks, go into the chat room on Twitch. You know, tell us what's
0: going on, what you think, and uh, any questions that you have. We we appreciate you out there. Well, for that LSU fan, Nick, uh, Chris, you mentioned that by the end of the week, the SEC is going to make a decision on what they're going to do with their schedule that's what I'm hearing
1: that they're probably going to have an announcement by the end of the week. Now, again, that mm, so fluid, I mean, an hour from now things could change. I think that they really want to have a plan going forward because as we get into the calendar of August, as the practices become a little bit more oriented to the preparations for week one, we've got to know that we're going to have week one games on August 29th or the next week or the next. And I think we're going to begin that process of we're going to start on time or we're going to push it back a week or two, or, you know, maybe week by week we'll see, but that's the plan right now to go forward with trying to make some announcement. It'll be interesting to see because I think there's been a collaborative effort of discussions of, maybe how to do this from a scheduling standpoint, but I don't know that everybody's on the same page of how to handle it because I think everybody's still up in the air about what's the best way
0: to do it. How are teams dealing with the preparation for the season? Again, not knowing when your first game is going to be or who that first opponent could be, because there could be some changes at this point. If other conferences don't abide by the same rules that every conference is going on and also the restrictions in terms of, having your players on campus, having your facilities open. I'm sure coaches are wearing masks. Players are wearing masks. Everyone's trying to be as safe as they can. Is this time more about getting in shape rather than actually educating, installing playbooks and game plans and things like that? I think what's
1: happened when they brought kids back to campus, the big thing was education process. Here's how it's going to be. Okay. You, You have to enter you know, a, a you know, a certain way, this is how you have to dress with mass. I mean, little things that you wouldn't, I wouldn't think of mm-hmm. like stairs, they block them off one way. So you, I mean, it, just everything, uh, limiting personnel that can go in and out, depending upon their football operation center, all of that stuff was kind of an education process. So by now, they kind of know the do's and don'ts of when you can do it. My thing is, how are you going to deal with meetings? Do you have enough space in your meeting rooms, your position meeting rooms with all the players? Yeah. To space them out enough. Because I've always said one running back gets this stuff. Who's more likely to get it? But you know, the second, third, fourth, yeah, fifth, six running backs. Six yeah. running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So protecting yourself, I don't know, maybe the answer is to do like Mac Brown is doing, give everybody six foot sticks and carry <laughs> it around like a cane, make sure that everybody's six feet away. I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of comical, but it it's maybe something you got to do. Um, they're struggling with it. You know, they're going with the idea of how to get ready with a short off season or really no off season and to take it from a standpoint of getting guys physically adaptive and ready, but understanding that you know we got to get going, we got to get ready, and we got to get multiple guys ready. I think you got to look at your staff and make sure that they're doing their due diligence to to make sure that they're taking proper procedures because that's part of the problem at Michigan State. Staff members get it. You got trainers, you got yeah, all these all this stuff. I mean, how is it again? How is it not going to spread? And I know my my thing on everything, and I'm I, I, everybody's following what's going on in baseball. The baseball model is the one that's closest to what college football and the NFL are going to do. Yeah, They're not in a bubble. And so I know I'm cringing. I know everybody else is like, oh, I mean, the Marlins are done for a week. Oh, the Phillies got to sit down. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'm not saying that that work exactly works in baseball in a 60-game schedule. It sure as heck doesn't work in football. If you're going to have to sit down 14, you know, and stop a game makes you wonder, Scott, if we get through week one, are we going to have a week two or week three? I mean, that's the key to me is what you just said. What is the plan to keep it on track when we get the train moving? Because that's what I've said all along. It's not about, well, can we start on time? We're going to have it is can we finish can we have a system where we can do it because the way i see it is you're either in a bubble or you do like some administrator said (laughs) we think if a guy does test negative in july we're not going to test him again to three months and i said well there's the plan he won't test positive if you don't test (laughs) i mean that's one of the two isn't it i mean tell me how you're not going to have guys test positive if you test i'm I'm gonna happen
0: I'm glad you brought up the baseball model. And real quick, here's a comment from Don who says, uh, great to see you. The show looks great. Thanks, Don. You look great.
1: Don, uh, you look great, man. This <laughs> hey, uh,
0: does a great job with Twitch and all the sports shows on Twitch. Be sure to uh, follow Twitch sports for all the great sports shows that are available on Twitch. Again, be sure to click the heart button, follow this channel. Chris Landry football and be sure to stay tuned to all of the great programming that we have here on twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. You brought up baseball, Chris and what they've done in major league baseball is actually expand the rosters, right? Instead of 25, you got 30 players. They've also expanded their player pool because we know the minor leagues are not happening, but that's a whole other story, but the player pool is larger. Do you think college football will expand roster rules and regulations? to allow for the substitution of players if because if a player does test positive they have to be quarantined they can't play we've talked about this before that there's going to be a corona protocol just like there's a concussion protocol and these players are going to be out they're going to have to be away from their team there's got to be an expanded roster or some ability to replace those players with practice squad guys
1: well Obviously, in college, there's nowhere to go. Of course, but yeah, you can't you can't add anybody there's nobody to add um, you got to be in school and now what I think you can do and I think they will do there's a limited on your travel squad in conference games yes I think you may look to do that but they've got enough guys on the right that's a bigger NFL issue which
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. In my
1: NFL stuff or like I, I I, threw my hands up when you know in, in, in one of the conference calls they were you know well, we're going to have you know, this is the we we're going to have less players because less chance of, of it spreading well you know that's not that's BS. It's less players, less money. Let's expand it for that reason. You got, you're not going to have enough players in the NFL and college. You're I mean, You're going to have enough unless you get 30 guys, get it, you know? And, and at that point with the scholarships, it's not like you have anybody else you can go to Um in, in adding, maybe, you know, you're walking. Mean, those are there anyway. So you've got, you've got about a hundred that are quote unquote on a roster anyway, maybe allowing more of them to travel and uh, in conference games might be something they'll look to do. I know that they're, I will say this, the NCAA has been more than willing to say, we're going to do whatever we need to do to help you make adjustments. For example, from a coaching standpoint, if a coach gets it, you can take an off field analyst. And put them in an on-coaching role. So your linebacker coach gets it. Your one of your defensive analysts can step up immediately and be in and replace a linebacker coach. He can coach on field and do all the duties. So if he's out for two weeks. So um the the programs that have a lot of those guys and are 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 very absorbed with a lot of quality are able to maybe manipulate that. For those that are not as big of a program, I ain't going to help them. I mean, it's going to be a mess for, for those guys. As I said, Scott, you better have on both sides of the ball two play callers mm. ready each week because your defensive coordinator goes out in, on Thursday and is test positive. Then your backup has to be able to absorb the game plan enough to be able to call. It's one thing to know the game plan, Scott, as you know, but to be able to know it to the, to the level of, intuitively be able to make the right play calls on offense or defense are pivotal so i you know it's one thing i've talked with coaches about man you've got to have that plan that you know i mean you always think about stuff if somebody gets sick Mm -hmm. now you have to expect somebody to get sick as awful as that sound you have to expect that something's going to happen at some point somehow and if it doesn't probably means you're not testing (laughs)
0: i would agree with that trip says awesome show trips welcome to the show thank Thank you you, trips here Uh, chris you mentioned you know the coaches could there be actually a mandate that coaches have to coach from the booth that you can only have a certain amount of guys on the sideline if if maybe any like you just have your quality control guy and and your head coach and that's it or, or you know your, your strength and conditioning guys to, you know, your get back coaches and whatnot. But mainly to limit the amount of people that are on the sideline or perhaps players that aren't dressed for the game can't be on the sidelines. Like, you know, like I, I, listen, I, I play softball right now. I'm in a I'm in a men's softball league and there's no non players allowed in the dugouts. If you're not playing in my right. softball league, if you're, a, you know, someone wants to bring their kid to the game, no, my league mandated no non-players in the dugout. So maybe college football comes in and they say, "Listen, I know you got 90 kids on your roster. I know you only dressed whatever 80, 75, 85, 75, whatever it is. Um, and I know this player is hurt. They can't be on the sidelines. They well, in here with your team. Yeah, uh, we're going to okay. limit the coaches and players yeah. that are around."
1: there's limited number of guys that can dress anyway i well, think you talking about this dressing i'm talking about being present there no i know look well, listen look i mean i i, I look i think that, you know the ones that are not dressed and you have a lot of walk-ons by the way that that believe it or not they go in the stands and watch yeah. the game um I I don't know that they've thought through that because there'll be plenty of seats for them. I can tell you, (laughs) they'll they'll have their own section. Um,
0: That's the crowd. That's going to be at the games. That's it.
1: That's it. And they'll, they'll each be required to hold two cardboard, cardboard you know, simulations of, you know, (laughs) Bob and Joe here. Um, But what they're talking about is extending the sidelines, 10 yard line to 10 yard line. So you've got spacing Mm -hmm. on the Mm sidelines. I think you're going to see, I mean, you're going to, the, the, trainers, equipment guys. But I, I I, think, see, normally what you have is a lot of these um, fat cat boosters and, you know, and, you know, in some place, I, I think that's going, that's going to be eliminated. So you don't have the uh, periphery uh, and the fluff that's normally hanging on the sidelines. You're not going to have recruits that are going to be able to, you know, sometimes they're yeah, before true. the game, they're not allowed to be on during the game, but that's going to be reduced. No question about it. My thing is, and it tells you how my warp mind thinks So so you're in a stadium that is empty, um, particularly stadiums that are big where it's the, the noise stays in. So I've done this and I've coached in like spring games and tiger stadium issue where, you know, you can hear the echo. So literally, you you know got you know white and purple, and you can hear all the instructions that they're saying on the other sidelines because there's nobody in the stadium. And you, cause yeah. I'm not talking about a scrimmage, but like a close scrimmage where nobody's allowed in. Oh, yeah. Well, th- this is what's going to happen now. So you've got your ten yard line to ten yard line. And you'll be sitting there shouting instructions, and they're going to absolutely be hearing you on the other sideline. Something you would never think about before. So, what do you do? Do you pipe in crowd noise to make sure that you keep that your 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 comments stay on your side? Because I'm telling you, that's what I think. About. Well, what's great? Now I'm going to sit there and get instructions. We're going to make this a judgment. we we're, we're gonna we're gonna block this differently, and all of a sudden they can hear it because they can hear everything. So. I think all those things are, are, I know that coaches are thinking about and talking about because how you do it and how you instruct, I don't know if more coaches are going to be allowed to be in the booth Mm -hmm. because that's close proximity and you're better off being on the sidelines. Um, because Being outdoors, you're outdoors and whatnot, uh, and, the, and the booth is a little bit closed uh, in. But but there again, there's a lot of noise up there. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna have to soundproof the booth because you're gonna have to really space the coaches out because the what? coaches, even what? where the headset are gonna yeah. be hearing what's going on. because yeah. you don't have the crowd noise that just kind of muffles everything. I mean, there's some things that you're gonna that I know nobody thinks or cares about that, and those are little things, but they're big things from a coaching standpoint. Um, Look, those are things that can be worked through. Let's just please, for the sake of God, have football
0: uh, and let's keep them on the field, can we? Absolutely. We have to. I I know we've talked about the start date, and I do think that there's a chance that maybe, you know, the NFL, and we'll get to that in a couple of minutes, you know, could get pushed back. We've already seen the preseason get canceled or whatnot. I don't think a spring football season works in college. Um, I, the logistics of it in terms of recruiting, in terms of getting players in, in terms of the student-athletes just doing their – just the academic calendar, Chris. It's a big part of this. A lot of people forget that we're talking about college football. They're student-athletes. Key word in student. And a lot of campuses are doing split days between on-campus and off-campus learning. Uh, a lot of campuses are having certain restrictions on on students there. And just the academic calendar has to line up with the football calendar as well. I don't think pushing the season back works at all. They got to get this done for the fall. It has to get done.
1: No one in football thinks spring football is a good idea. Okay. Um, if you're a major school, you got pro prospects, and that could be anyway. You don't need to be. It could be a max school. I mean, those guys are not playing in the spring. Why would you? You've got the draft coming up. I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit. Um, I think it messes up 2021 because you finish the season and you well, You do. You, you miss the spring because you're basically playing fall football in the spring. And then, you know, I just think the recovery time, it doesn't fit. I think the only reason why they're bringing it up is as a last resort. If they can't get it in, they're going to try to figure out some way to have some kind of game somewhere to bring some money in because it is, it is going to be a financial disaster. Nothing short of a financial disaster for these programs. Now I do think this I'm willing to do this. I think this is doable. If you have to, if you needed to push the season back, if you said, you no, know, if for some reason we can, all right, we started October 1st and we go into, you know, play through all the way through December and I know it deals with finals and whatnot, but virtual schooling and a, and and maybe we, we finish the college season in February, let's say a month later than we normally let's say mid February. I don't think that's, I I don't think that's a problem. It's not ideal, but I think that's doable. I think it works, but I just don't know if it's going to be that much better or maybe even worse come October. If you listen to the medical experts, I do think if that happens, it's going to be an issue potentially for the early signing game in December. But we can modify that for one year. Um, but, look, you've got that issue. You've got the issue of how it's going to affect recruiting. Who's going to have high school football? Who will not? Same thing with high school kids. If they're committed already to a big-time school, they're going to be on the college campus. in the spring, not playing their fall season in the spring, then what about the kid that's really trying to earn himself a scholarship? Well, he doesn't have that ability to do that, nor do the schools have the ability to evaluate that during the fall because fall football is going to be in the spring in some cases, California, for example. So look, there are a lot of hurdles to, you know, climb over and hoops to jump through. We're going to start to get some answers soon. We we don't have them now and I don't have them. Uh I we go through
0: scenarios, but I'm 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 like you, I'm kind of tired of them and I'm ready to go. Oh, please. <laughs> what can fans find right now on landryfootball.com covering the world of college football? Well, listen,
1: we've got the season ready to go. We've got the roster breakdowns of every college football team, major college football through the group of five as well. We've got most of them in. So you want to know the roster analysis, everybody in the roster, how were they graded coming out of high school, how they're graded going as potential NFL prospects, Uh, an analysis of each side of the ball, offense, defense, special teams, who are the best players going through their coaching staff from soup to nuts, everything about 5,000 words on each college program. Tentative depth chart, every program you get it, power five, group of five, uh, we're going to do it for the NFL as well. Our notebooks each and every day have detailed recruiting information, and I'm getting ready to branch out. Yes, recruiting, we don't know who's going to play high school football this year, but position by position, state by state, I'm going to have the breakdowns of the top players in college football. All of that's going on at LandryFootball.com. The scouting season offer is still in play, so check that out. It's less than $5 a month. You, you will absolutely love it. It takes you inside the game. Look at it from a coaching and scouting viewpoint So check it out. Check out all of these podcasts. Scott, we'd be remiss if we didn't tell the great folks about the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. This show, we've got a pro football show that we've got coming up. We've got the SEC show coming up right after us. We've got Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12 breaking out on Thursday. We've got recruiting shows, two fantasy football shows, a high school Friday football show, a weeknight pro football show five nights a week. Much more 24-7 24-7 football on the Chris Landry Twitch channel. Join us in the chat room. Trying everybody in the chat room. Tell them what you like, what you don't like, what your thoughts are. This is all for you the listeners and we're here for you. Part of the
0: Landry Football Network. Yes, be sure to follow at twitch.tv slash Football. If you're watching us on Twitch, just click the heart above the video and follow our page. Join us on the chat as well. We love to interact with you during the show. And this is a podcast as well, so subscribe to the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from. And uh, we'll be right back with the Pro Football Show. Thank you for listening to Believe.